Film Society of Lincoln Center, you're listening to The Close-Up. This week we're featuring the new Brazilian film Arabi, which is now playing here at the Film Society. The film is about Andre, a teenager who lives in an industrial area in the Brazilian state of Minas Gerais. After a local factory worker has an accident on the job, he leaves behind a handwritten journal, which the boy proceeds to read with relish. The film's narrative then shifts into road movie mode to recount the worker's story of journeying across Brazil in search of work. Arabi had its premiere at the 2017 New Directors New Films Festival. Co-directors João Dumont and Afonso Uchoa joined us for a Q&A after the screening. Let's go to that now. Thank you for coming straight from the airport. I know it was a long travel day for you both. I just wanted to start with a, a question about your decision. If you could talk about a decision behind the, the framing device, the decision to frame the story this way, um, it seems like a story about the boy, Andre, and then it shifts to uh, a story about Cristiano, told by Cristiano. Um, it gives the film an unusual structure, but it also seems very connected to the to the ethics and the politics of the film. So maybe you could talk a bit about that. Tiago, you translate me. Essa decisão de contar essa história dessa maneira. The, the decision to make this the structure of na, the, the narrative of the film, it was it was made through the the process of uh, writing the script. Um, the script, uh, the process of making the film uh, took over three years. We started in 2014, and we had uh, a major part in 2015, and then some some uh, extra shooting in 2016. So during all this period of time, uh, they were uh, rewriting and discovering a lot of things uh, in this process. So even though the film is a uh, the the, the story is a fiction. Uh, it was developed, and every, a lot of things were, were found and discovered during this process, throughout this process. So we believe that this uh, structure of uh, beginning the story with one narrative from one character and then changing to another character, uh, it was something that uh, it could also uh, give us the possibility to explore some things uh, from narrative that uh, kind of was daring to us. One of the things, one of the, the most important things was uh, the possibility of uh, providing a, an encounter between a, a difficult encounter, a, a, a encounter that is not very common uh, between a character that is a working class man and this middle class uh, boy. It's not a perfect encounter. It, uh, it, it occurs in a uh, not, I don't know, ordinary way, but it was something that we think it would be uh, interesting to explore. So uh, to explore the possibility of, uh, of those uh, type of encounters, uh, encounters of, of people and deep, from different dimensions and, and different um, possibilities that we wanted to, to explore. And this is a, an inheritance from uh, a work of a, an American writer called John Spassos that they actually did uh, something like that in 
the previous work and uh, for this work, they, they thought it would be very interesting to explore it as well. Just, um, um, Alfonso is, is, was telling about this, our interested in that uh, different characters can have different weights in the narrative. And then it's like uh, we think, uh, we were thinking something in our films, like we, would, we wanted to do like uh, John dos Passos did in his books, like a character can have one page and another character can have three books or five or eight chapters. So thinking about these different weights, these different uh, uh, weights of uh, ways of people uh, being present in the narrative. They can be presented for like five minutes or they can be there, the whole narrative. So it's, it's like this, this thought of having different uh, weights for characters and for their it's, it's interesting that you're mentioning a, a literary reference point in John Dos Passos. So maybe you could uh, say a little bit about the, the title of the film. Um, it seems to relate to this sort of offhand uh, moment in the, in the film, this joke about the Arab in the desert. But uh, I think there might be sort of other things you're, you're thinking of um, in, in evoking Arabia. Well, actually, yes. Uh, the way the, for us, the the title is a coincidence with the joke. It was not uh, really. Uh, uh, actually, it came from from its origin. When we first started this project, as Afonso said, we thought it would be a short, and uh, it would be uh, in 2014. And then we started working with the with the text uh, from uh, James Joyce's Arabic from the Dubliners. And then we wanted to work with that, and then, um, but then things become started to change a lot, and we, uh, we in a way, we think we, we kept more uh, kind of a spirit, a spirit, uh, the spirit of the narrative of James Joyce. That's like uh, working neighborhoods, and also there's something very important for us. This this in, this, in the Dubliners and everything, there are always these characters that they are searching for something that they cannot get, but then in the end of the narrative, they have this brief enlightenment, or like they realize something about their own lives. And it's very, it's very brief, it's very fast, and they not necessarily can do something with that. But, and then we, we knew that the film had nothing to do anymore with that, but we couldn't get rid of the title <laughs> because, <laughs> Because we loved it, and it started resonating with other things, with the uh, Thousand and One Nights. There is this narrative thing of storytelling, and, and we wanted this film from the beginning, that's sure, to be a film about storytelling, about how telling stories can keep you alive and can keep you um, can keep you alive and can keep you free, can keep you your, your freedom by telling your stories by choosing how to tell this story. So it relates in, with different things and it's open, but for us it's a bit like that. That's very striking. I mean, the, it, the film is framed as a story, but even that story is composed of so many other stories and jokes and dreams and, and songs, actually. I mean, can you talk a little bit about uh, the, the role of music in the film? Maybe you can start with the, the song that appears twice in the film which is the, the Towns Van Zandt song. A música é muito importante para o filme e na verdade quando We always thought that uh, music was very important for, for the narrative and uh, even during the the script writing they they felt this way 
and especially in film editing, uh, it became even more important. E até importante, é legal que vocês consigam ler as letras porque a maioria dessas canções elas são tão conhecidas para a gente no Brasil que a gente já não consegue entender o conteúdo, a narrativa, a história que elas contam. E quando a gente consegue ler elas contam, a gente percebe que a letra e o que é contado nas canções tem muito a ver com a história do filme. And it's very nice uh, to screen the film with subtitles on the songs because uh, in Brazil a lot of a lot of uh, this a lot of the songs are very well known and we usually we just hear to the song so we we kind of don't don't get uh, as much close to the lyrics and a lot of the lyrics tell a lot about the the narrative of the film e quando a gente começou a compor o lado musical do filme, a gente percebeu que a gente tinha dois caminhos. Um era buscar algumas canções que conseguissem traduzir um pouco a, a, a realidade que a gente queria contar, e isso implicava numa relação direta com o Brasil. Músicas que falassem da estrada, do interior, do trabalho, um pouco da pobreza, da estrada e do trabalho no Brasil, que isso conseguisse passar para o filme espectador também a partir da música. So when we started to to build the the music sheet, what we, we should work on the film, we we understood that we should follow two different paths. One was uh, to uh, choose songs uh, that told something about uh, the reality in Brazil, the reality of 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 this this uh, of our own history. And we wanted songs that could talk about the the, the roads and the, the the landscapes and the 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 work the working class and everything. So that was important. And e o segundo caminho era ampliar essa realidade e propor outro diálogo. So the second path was to try to uh, uh, widen this range uh, to relate the the possibility of this narrative with other possibilities because we we thought that. Uh, it could be seen as a very universal narrative. So uh, to choose uh, some some of the songs, uh, it, it was with this in, intention to maybe uh, uh, provide a, a, an option to understand that this story could also be uh, uh, be happening in Texas or something, uh, and to relate with country music and folk songs. No, it's just that. Uh, um... It's a special thing uh, to show the film here in the United States because, of course, in Brazil, as, as I think everywhere, we receive a lot of influence from the United States in terms of music and the films and everything. And uh, in think that there are some things that interest us. And then we, we, we've always seen the films, the Westerns and the, and the folk music and everything, and we wanted to to try to see that in our own reality. So the music from Towns Van Sand is, is like a way of saying this this has also a relation to you, of, of the things that we got, but that this maybe has also a relation to your world and to your history, especially here in the United States, I think. Só completando o que o João disse, assim, realmente para a gente especial passar o filme. So, um, just to, to add that we really think that it's very, it was very important for us to screen this film here in, in, in America because uh, we do have all of these influences, as we mentioned, from literature, from country, music and folk, these artists that we uh, 
relate to on the on the film, but also uh, especially to uh, the way of uh, kind of building the, the the characters from Walt Whitman that we think that it was very very important to influence us uh, as artists, and we we think it's uh, this in, in the American culture culture it, it it's it's very strong for us, so we want to put in the film as well. So we've been talking about the film in terms of uh, its narrative and, and, and storytelling, but I'm curious to hear you talk about the documentary aspects of this film as well. Um, can you tell us a bit about your, your actor? Were you working with non-actors? Um, I think there's a great um, amount of very detailed attention paid to, to labor uh, and to many different types of, of physical labor uh, in, in the film. And... and, and was there a research process, you know, and, and yeah, if you could talk us through that. Um, well, the, the, we can, uh, we could answer that in a lot of ways, but I think uh, documentary in a way or another is always present when you were doing a fiction, that's sure, that's a, it's an old story, but, um, and for us, uh, it was uh, document, we, we wanted since the beginning to make a fictional film and to, that this film has, had a relation to literature. It was important that this character would speak, that we saw him writing, that we saw him uh, elaborating and, and thinking about his own story. But our main documentary aspect is, is, is our actor, in fact. You know, it's, uh, uh, the, all the, the whole structure was like fiction of the, the, the team and everything, but he kept us with our foots on the ground, you know, all the time in the sense that... Uh, uh, if we said, uh, do something like that, do a, a work like that, he would say, no, you were wrong. I should not do like that because he did all these works on his life. And uh, so um, he was, and we actually, we wrote the film for him because he was an actor from Afonso's previous film, The Hidden Tiger. It's a more documentary film where I worked with him too. And then after this film, we wanted to write a film for him where he could act where he would be a character that he was not on his life, but he could be if his destiny was different, you know? And then at the time when we started writing the script, he was in jail after the Hidden Tiger. He was in jail like for one year. And after, when he left, we, he, he needed a job and everything. And we were in the, the process of already writing Arabic. We, we already filmed the first part and we didn't know where to take the film. And then we, we started talking to him. And when he got out, we said, oh, we must do something with him. We are very close. He makes us feel like a good energy to, to do something with him. And then he started, actually, we, we asked him to write a notebook and, uh, with, with, think, with his thoughts, with things that he lived, uh, or with his, his memories. And we gave him a notebook and a pen, and like after three months, he came to us with a notebook full of stories and full of thoughts and everything. But then we decided not to use that, not to use his stories, but we were, because it was not the sense, but actually we learned a little bit of how he, he, he was telling his own story, his accent, his voice, uh, how he, he, he thought, about his life, about his works, about his love. And so actually this documentary aspect was in the, in the, the research of the film and in having him there with us. 
So, uh, and sometimes, like for example, when we are in the in the um, in that site uh, in the in the road, those workers that are there that are playing the songs, they are, they were actually working there. We just arrived there to film, and we asked them, "Oh, would you like to film?" They were doing nothing. It was Saturday. Some workers they go to their homes or they go to the nightclubs in the city, but they were there doing nothing. And they said, "Oh, we'd love to to do something with you." And then we asked the, the guy that had the guitar, and he took the guitar and they started playing songs. And uh, actually, they they chose that that song that's playing there. So, and then we were mixing everything. Uh, we are always mixing character uh, actors with non non professional actors and everything. So it's a, it's a little bit uh, like that. There's this confusion. Sometimes a actor, sometimes as non actors, but all in the same process. It's. I think it's interesting to be you know talking about this film and, and its relationship to literature and music. But it's also a very uh, striking work cinematically. Uh, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about your the visual language of the film, um, especially seeing it here today on a big screen. Um, it's. Uh, it's there's a real like I think compositional like, rigor to the film, um, and which is it works in an interesting way with with subject matter that is typically more associated with like social realism. Um, and I feel that the the way you shoot and cut the film gives it like a a level of like abstraction almost or artifice that I, that I think is an interesting tension with with what the film is about. And my you know I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, isso que você diz era uma coisa que a gente sempre buscou desde o começo, que era filmar essa história. Well, this is something uh, actually that we were always very much aware of, that like to try to tell the story that has all of these elements of poverty or and marginalized characters and something that usually are very much uh, uh, explored in uh, Brazilian cinema, but we wanted to do the exact opposite way that usually they do on on this on these other films we believe sim e pra gente era importante que para isso acontecer pra gente so for that we decided to uh make some decisions one of those one of the decisions were to was to um do a little bit of a theatricality on that like to to step a, a little back from the realism and from the the way of portraying some of these things with the audience uh, as a well as, as kind of a game between the 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 audience and the the, the film like uh, when you portray the violence and you have to to uh, be kind of a hostage as an audience of what is portraying they didn't want that they didn't they they wanted to to step away from the realistic part and to do this theatricality and to be more uh act like there is a what Afon said i think is that there is a seduction of uh of violence and a seduction of uh the, the marginalized world and that was something that we wanted to avoid in the sense to we didn't want to explore that as something to be uh, to shock the audience. We didn't want to, uh, especially not to shock the audience in the sense of of these, of of the the reality of this world. In the sense, not to sell it as a merchandise or the violence. The term is blackmailing the audience. Sorry. 
E outra coisa muito importante para a gente era de que explorar no filme. And uh, another thing, it was almost like a, a political uh, position to to try to to make a, a kind of utopia to have a, a different relationship, like for a working class man to be also a writer and to try to reflect about his own uh, story. That it's not that that is impossible, but it's obviously not very common. And we wanted to explore this as, as a way of, of uh, building the narrative and to understand uh, as a political act in a way, right? Uh, uh, how, this, how this could uh, be an interesting relationship to, and to kind of put the literature more uh, next to the common life, the ordinary life. Just uh, adding something you saw, you thought about this uh, that's very rigid sometimes the cinematography and for us uh, Afonso said that already but it would like we we used to think the film like a theater of work you know a theater of uh, but actually not theater of work but the theater of the ruins of the work community you know it's like a theater of ruins of theaters of uh, non encounters of encounters that don't happen of uh, bounds that don't establish of, uh, you know, it's like a theater of people who met and then they go to another place. So we are always thinking the framing sometimes like we were really seeing a theater of these workers, like playing their own lives. And yes, it's like was like sometimes for us, we wanted to see this as a stage, not not to be false or phony or nothing like this, just to to see that they were also playing with their identity, you know, they were also playing with, uh, with us. And, uh, and uh, in that sense, I think also uh, we are in the third world cinema, we are very used to associate poverty and uh, violence with a very crude cinema, as this crudity was, would be the only thing that could capture the truth behind these lives. And that's absolutely false, you know, so uh, that was our main uh, enemy, was this uh, crude approach and this sensationalistic approach. So we had, we felt we had to do a step back and watch people playing with us and we were, we were enacting that together in that sense. Thank you all for this wonderful film and for being here with us. The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Michael Odemark. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe to The Close-Up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a non-profit arts organization based in New York City, supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org, F-I-L-M-L-A-N-C.org. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here. <laughs>